When it comes to implementing systems that actually work for you and your business, it's all predicated on knowing what you need and why you need it. That starts by truly understanding the process by which you and your clients achieve results. Today, we're chatting about how to gain clarity around the four critical stages of the client success journey so that your clients get the result they want each and every time. Sound like something you want? Well, then let's get started. Hey, and welcome to the Mama Business Podcast. Are you ready to grow your business from home but aren't sure where to start? Do you find yourself searching for how to get more clients, increase engagement, or set up your online systems? Do you worry that you'll fail or give up when the babysitter cancels again? (laughs) Hey, I'm Sarah Brumley. I'm a wife, mama to three, and a corporate gal turned entrepreneur. For years, I chased the idea that building a successful business meant neglecting my family. I wasted way too much money and time. After a full-blown burnout, I realized I needed to focus on a marketing strategy that worked for me, not the other way around, and I can't wait to share that same strategy with you. In this podcast, you'll find easy-to-implement growth strategies so that you can grow your business without the guesswork. So strap that kid into the stroller or grab that lukewarm coffee and let's get started. This is Mama Business. Before we jump into this episode, I wanted to let you know that I have just a few more openings for Mama Business Strategy Sessions this month. Here's the deal. In order to have a successful business, you have to have paying clients and customers. That means knowing who your ideal client is and how to reach them, understanding why your client should choose you over the competition, and designing marketing systems that work to generate leads over and over again without sacrificing your family. That's exactly what a one-hour Mama Business Strategy Session is designed to help you do. After the session, you'll be able to make your first sale or your 10th without feeling salesy, sleazy, or annoying everyone you know on social media. Overcome decision paralysis when it comes to the practical and technical side of running your business. And sleep well at night knowing you don't have to do all the things in order to be successful. Plus, you'll know the next right action step to take to jumpstart the next phase of your business life. Sound like something you need? Schedule your session today at sarahbrumley.com slash strategy. Once again, that's sarahbrumley.com slash strategy. Well, hey there, and welcome back to another episode of the Mama Business Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. We're in the middle of the Streamline Your Systems Today series, which is geared toward helping you put together the systems that you need to be most successful long-term in your business. These are the things that if we do them now can create the sense of peace and clarity with regard to how we approach our client leads, our project execution, and pretty much anything else related to business growth. Not to mention it allows us the freedom not to spend time and money on things that aren't actually necessary. So each episode in this series is building on the last one. And in the last episode, which was episode 88, we discussed how to know what you need your systems to do for you. And honestly, that really is the foundation of this entire process. So if you missed that episode, you're definitely going to want to go listen to that one first and then come back to this one when you're done. After that episode, though, I had two listeners email me asking if I would clarify and just dig a little deeper into what a client workflow should look like. And honestly, for the majority of businesses, um, especially online, the process from getting client leads all the way to sending the client on their way with the result that they really want 
that process can all feel so overwhelming. And it's common to lose client respect and future referrals even throughout that process if it's not consistent. So because I know that, I do want to take just a little bit of time today to dig deeper into what your client workflow should look like, what it should include, and all the things so that we can move into choosing and connecting your systems by knowing exactly what to look for. So Shauna and Christina, this one's for you. Now, like everything, please take this process that I'm giving you today and adjust it for your own business. Because while I'm going to give you a pretty deep detailed look at what a client workflow could look like, it's likely not all of the things that you need or possibly everything I'm saying today isn't things that apply to you. The idea here is to just give you a jumping off point so that you can design a workflow that works effectively for you and delivers your client that result that they want and need. Now, I touched on this a little bit, but a client workflow is essentially the process by which you take your client from a lead, so somebody who has interest in your service and is now inquiring about your services, so you're taking them from that lead place to final results. So this is you have them walking away with whatever result they needed. So the final result that you're giving them might look different. As a done-for-you service-based business, it could be something that you deliver, like a completed website or a series of graphics or whatever else it might be. As a coach, they might need to get to that weight loss goal or achieve some sort of other result. Ultimately, it comes down to you knowing the result that you provide for your client and why they need it to begin with, okay? This is your client's success journey. And in the case of referring to a client workflow, I just want you to know that today I am not referring to the marketing that you do in order to attract a potential client, okay? All of that comes before they become a lead. And it's super important and it's definitely something to consider because without those, without, without all that marketing strategy in place ahead of time, you aren't going to have client leads. So if that's something you really need help with, you're gonna wanna check out episodes 66, 55, and 28, all of which I linked in the show notes. But the client workflow itself is for those that have already heard about you and they are interested in determining whether you are the right fit for them. All right. Hopefully that clarifies that. Now, there are four stages of a client workflow that I want to go over today. So let's just go ahead and break those down now. And I'm going to give you some examples of what this looks like for you to use or implement or kind of recreate for your own client workflow. Stage one is the inquiry stage. And that is the point in the process where your ideal client is interested in working with you. Obviously we talked about that, right? They're your lead, they want to work with you. And this is the stage where it's time for you both, okay? It's critical that you understand that word both of you have to decide whether or not it's the right fit. So let's go ahead and use Jane. We love Jane, right? But let's go ahead and use her as our perspective lead and walk her through this entire process. So Jane's been hearing about you. She's been listening to your podcast episodes. She's been reading your blogs. She jumped on your email list. She got your freebie. She's been getting your weekly emails. And now she's decided that you are the one to help her with her weight loss journey. She wants to get a result. And She knows that from hearing from you, from reading all of your stuff, she knows that you're the person to help her. 
Okay, so she goes to your website. She schedules a call through a form that you have on your website and fills out an attached form giving you some more information. Super simple, right? She's scheduled a call. She's giving you a little bit more information about who she is and what results she wants to get. You then take the time to review that form ahead of the meeting, okay? Let's say that meeting is still a week out. You're gonna review that form. You're going to write down some questions you might have for Jane in order to clarify, are you able to be the one that's going to get her that result, all right? Then you're gonna jump on that call with Jane, whether you call it a discovery call or a client consultation call or whatever else it might be, and you guys are both gonna ask each other more questions. At that point, you're gonna decide, is Jane the right fit for you? If you decide Jane isn't a good fit, then you're gonna let her know on the discovery call or possibly you're gonna send her an email after the fact. Now, if she is a good fit, then it's time to move Jane into the next stage of the client workflow, which is the booking or the onboarding stage. All right, so you can see this stage one inquiry stage is you and Jane making sure that you're the right fit to work together so that you can absolutely be certain that Jane is going to get the results she wants to have, okay? You want to make sure that you know exactly what to do at this stage because you don't want somebody moving into the next stage, becoming a client, paying you money, and then being disappointed in the end, okay? So this stage, figuring out the different steps and the different pieces that are involved with it are is super important for the success of your client relationship with Jane going forward or whoever else you have as a client. Okay, so you've got Jane, she wants to become a client, you believe it's a great fit, so now you wanna get Jane on the books, all right? If you've told her that you'd sent her a proposal or a quote for services, as part of the booking and onboarding stage, which is stage two, you're gonna go ahead and do that, okay? You also might wanna include a contract, which if you don't have one, you absolutely should, okay? And then once Jane's agreed to that proposal or that you're going to want to invoice her so that she can get paid. Not she, so that you can get paid. You want to make sure that you get paid, right? Okay. So anyways, we want her to be able to pay and we want you to get paid. Now, Jane accepts your proposal. She signs the contract and pays your invoice. So at that point in time, she's going to move directly to the next stage of the process. But if she doesn't do that right away, you might have to send a reminder email or two during this stage to Um, kind of remind her to fill out that form or to sign that contract or whatever else it might be. Or you might also learn during this stage that the quote that you gave her was way out of her budget. So she's choosing not to work with you at this time while she saves up a little bit more money. And if that's the case, you might want to follow up with her in a few weeks so that you can possibly get her on the books in the future. But I'm going to chat about that a little bit more in a few minutes. So let's just for the case of this scenario, go with the premise that Jane said yes. She signed your contract. She paid your invoice and she is ready to go. She wants that result. All right. That's the end of the booking or onboarding stage. Okay, she is now on the books. She is now a paid client and she is ready to work with you. So 
At that point, she's entering stage three, and we call stage three booked or a job status, okay? So at this point, you likely need Jane to do a few things, depending on what type of service you offer. You might need her to fill out some sort of questionnaire so that you can get a better idea of how to help her. You might want her to schedule a strategy session prior to beginning your design project, or you might want to get her right onto your calendar for the next six months worth of coaching with you. Whatever it is, now's the time to get the pieces in place and go through the steps to get Jane the results she wants and needs. So stage three is actually doing the work involved with getting that result. Now, this tends to be the easiest part for most business owners because we know our craft, right? We know what actually gets our ideal client results. So it's not hard to know what information we need or what steps to take for success. The hard part comes with implementation though. Actually setting it up so that none of the pieces get missed in the process. So like I said in the last episode, it definitely benefits you to take the time to do this right. To really think about what these pieces are so that you can offer a consistent result to all of your clients. And trust me, doing this now means that when we start looking at the actual systems or tech you need, there's not gonna be any confusion. The final stage in the client workflow is the offboarding stage. Now, at this point, you've completed the work that you need to do for Jane, so it's all about tying it up into a pretty bow and helping her understand what next steps to take. Personally, when we complete a project in my business, I like to send my clients what I call a wrap-up email. I include testimonials or videos related to the upkeep of their systems, as well as things I recommend they consider going forward, whether that's another cert service that they could, you know, implement or use. Maybe it's a monthly management package, or it could be something else entirely. After that, maybe a week or so later, I like to send an email asking them for a testimonial or a review so that I can feature them on my website and, you know, get them a little bit more business possibly as well. So it's kind of a win-win for everybody. After that, I wait another week or so, and then I invite them to be part of my referral program so that they can share the wealth of systems with their friends. Once again, a win-win for everyone. And at this point, unless they are choosing to work with me again or go on to a monthly management package or something along those lines, then that is the end of the client journey and thus the end of the workflow. Now, you personally might choose to have a check-in three months or six months later, um, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. So you might have a longer offboarding process, but what I want you to do in this case is just make sure that it's something that makes sense for your business and your client journey. So let's recap. Those four stages of a client workflow are inquiry. That's when they're just getting to know you and you guys are trying to decide whether you're a good fit. There's the booking and onboarding phase. That's the signing the contract, making sure the invoice is paid, that types of things. Those types of things, that types. Yeah, anyways. Um, and then there's stage three, which is the booked job, right? They paid and they are ready to work with you and you are doing all the work to get them that result. And then stage four is offboarding. They have, you know, ended You've ended their project creation and you are ready for them to go off in the world and fly on their own or whatever, right? I'm not very good with that type of description, but either way, it's not very complicated, right? And I really think that it's much easier when we know these stages of the client journey or the client workflow so that we can actually break it down into the things that are necessary for 
each stage to be completed and the next stage to begin. So this is definitely something to consider. Now I did mention following up. So I want to take a moment to talk about an optional stage that you might have within your client workflow or your client's journey. In fact, a lot of times we can think about this as even a separate workflow entirely because it's something that we move our client leads into when they aren't quite ready to work with us. So let's say that Jane jumped on your discovery call and she thought working with you would solve her problems, but then she received your proposal and realized that she just can't afford to take on that expense at this time. In that case, you know she's interested, so it might make good sense to put her into kind of like a holding pattern and then reach out to her again in a couple of months to see if the timing is better, if she saved up enough money or whatever else it might be. Now, she might not be ready at that time, but she might be. So having this strategy in place and implemented within your processes is a good thing for everyone. I also want to say that the same thing rings true for somebody who's let you know that they've decided to work with someone else instead of you. And we don't necessarily like hearing that, right? Because that means that somebody has decided our competition is a better choice than we are. But Oftentimes when I check in with people who have told me that, I find out that they didn't actually get the result that they wanted initially working with my competition. And they might actually be interested in working with me now. So if nothing else, it shows that you care about them and that is something that honestly people remember and often they share it with others, okay? So definitely reach out. There's no harm in doing so. Um, unless they've told you not to, then definitely don't reach out. But anyways, that brings us to the action part of this episode. And we all know that action is where the dreams turn into the reality. Today's action step is this. I want you to spend some time today going through your existing workflows. If you have them, all right, if you don't have them, that's okay. Look back on the homework that you did from the last episode and get super clear on what your client's success journey looks like. Are you missing pieces that are necessary for your client's success? or for your success for that matter. If so, add those pieces in, make a note of them. Remember, it's okay to get messy. We just wanna make sure that we have all of the pieces. I want you to think through each and everything you need to create a consistent client journey that provides results and leaves them excited to share about you with everybody that they know. Now, please remember, don't get bogged down in what tech you might need or how it's all going to play out in the end. The worst thing that you can do at this point is get started piecing systems or tech together without actually having this clarity. And I really do want you to understand that you don't have to do this alone. If you're struggling to put the pieces together or just need to walk through the process with somebody else's eyes on it, that's what a mama business strategy session is for. We'll spend 60 minutes together strategizing and problem solving, and you'll walk away with the clarity that you need and the next steps to make it all happen. So if that sounds like something you need, head to sarahbrumley.com strategy to get it booked. Whatever you choose, mama, just know that I'm cheering you on. Have an amazing day, and I will chat with you again next time. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Mama Business. If you liked the episode, please leave a review on the Apple Podcast app. It might seem like a little thing, but it makes a huge difference. And if you have any questions, want to request a podcast topic, or just want to connect, you can find me over on Instagram at Sarah L. Brumley. Remember, it is possible to have your family and your business dream too, as long as you know what to do and when to do it. This is Mama Business.